0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast. Very special. Very, very special. Most special. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is my co-host and good friend, Steve. And we are doing something wacky, different, out there, bizarre. It's
1: like Pee Wee's Playhouse, (laughs) but in a podcast. (laughs) Not. Yeah. It's like the Playhouse. It's not like what he did in that movie theater.
0: (laughs) those are different things. Uh equally as scary and bizarre, but very different things. Um yeah, we we're, we're doing a special episode today to kind of launch and announce our our Patreon content, our our Patreon sort of uh product, if you will. Listen,
1: we have joked a lot already about you know, put this on the Patreon. This is for Patreon. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is that this podcast does cost a lot of money for us. Uh, it is not free. Um, so we, you know, the Patreon is a real thing. It ha- it has to happen.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely does. And like, not only not only money, but time the the time that it takes re- to record, set up, plan, organize a daily show. 50 episodes in a row for two or three months, especially when both of us are just trying to hold ourselves together in the middle of pandemic times. Got it. You got to put it. Yeah. I'm doing that poorly. <laughs> <laughs> the fact of the matter is this is a
1: completely DIY podcast. We are just two boys mm-hmm. trapped in their homes in the middle of a pandemic Two trying to become internet comedians book reviewers question mark podcast i don't know que- all question marks behind all of this but the fact of the matter is we're something aren't we <laughs> and <laughs> all of you are something too uh just because re- like really we say it all the time and i joke about some things but it means so much all of the listeners and and the people who reach out and contribute and all the new listeners that we're that we're gaining all the time. I mean, it's just it's just amazing. Yeah. But as we said, it's not free. The time has unfortunately come where the entire podcast will be put behind a paywall. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no. Of course not. not. All of it. No, no. Just this specific one you're listening to right now. Yes.
0: Yes. So, uh, to break it down for you guys, so you guys understand what the Patreon is, we are launching the Patreon July 1st. Alongside our brand new <coughs> season of chapter by chapter for the great hunt. And we are doing this uh with two tiers on the Patreon. The first tier is gonna be our lowest price tier at two dollars. For two dollars. Two bucks. Uh, you know, that is basically just giving us a hand. Any if you guys even yeah, you
1: don't get anything. Yeah,
0: basically you don't get Nothing. anything. <laughs> we might at some point at random shout out somebody, but that's only if we remember. <laughs> And we
1: could, we might. Well, if we remember. <laughs> yeah. We
0: will if we remember. If we remember. Asterix. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. $2 the the $2 tier is a supporter tier. Mhm. We might rename it. At that at that tier you're just saying, "Hey, hey boys, we want we want more." Because really what that tier is for us is it's going to lead to bigger things. It's going to lead to, we want to be able to do, we have some more projects that we've been hinting at, um, that we want to get to in the future, but they cost a little bit more money. Yeah. So we need to, we need to gather, we need to gather that up. We need to rally the troops. Even,
0: even if we find the the best deals on wish that still adds up over, over a little bit of time. And I,
1: (laughs) here's the thing. I don't know about how many of our, Listeners are out there on Wish, but you know you're on Wish. You find that, you find that you know that awesome monk robe, and and and, uh, and you say, hey, I could do a lot of things with this. Um, Gotta have it, or like a longbow. Gotta have it for a it. dollar, and you say, wow, this is a great deal. You you buy it. It never works out <laughs> because the way that they make it is only one person can claim that. Do you know how many people are claiming a one dollar longbow? <laughs> I imagine lots. I can tell you for certain that I am not the only one, because I did not obtain a longbow. But once the troops are rallied and the Patreon is generating, we will generate longbows, short bows, crossbows. And they'll
0: all be part of
1: fantastic (laughs) upcoming projects.
0: (laughs) You'll see it all, all every bit of every dollar that you put towards our Patreon. You will see and hear every little bit of it. You'll hear us Mm -hmm. locking and loading our crossbows and shooting at each other. And that's just a taste. Everything, everything
1: that comes in tier one is included
0: (laughs) in the next tier. (laughs) And the next tier is. What you guys are listening to right now, this is our inaugural episode of our, Mm -hmm. essentially our issue-by-issue comic book series Mm -hmm. that we are applying our special little flavor of humor, crass and sass, and taking it one step at a time, and we're basically just going to be doing Mm -hmm. comic books every single week, one issue at a time, until series are done.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a weekly
0: show uh it will likely be
1: coming out on Saturdays. Yeah, I mean it's starting we're starting with the Wheel of Time graphic novel uh released by Dynamite. We might go we might stay in exclusively graphic novels, we might move to different different things. Look, at one point it might just be recipe books that we're reviewing. <laughs> the point is, at the $5 tier you get a bonus podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you are listening to this a little you know a little later on than uh later than when it actually has has come out, and all of this is already out it's already past July for season three is already out it's already been a great success. The Patreon has been live it's a huge success mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um in which case you can go to patreon, you can subscribe and you can get your you can get that that private r s s feed that you can jot into your i mean i don't think you can do it in the Spotify but you can do it into uh most podcast applications mm-hmm and become an exclusive member of the bread and cheese eaters club.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's a great name. That's what it's called.
1: Yeah, it's just we're just going to get we got to get the breakfast club picture and just put all of our faces on all
0: of Yeah, them. just uh, just <laughs> don't do anything different with the picture. Just take our two faces and just place it, place it on the five different people in random order. Yeah.
1: I'll be all the boys and you'll be all the girls. I
0: think that's kind of the way it goes. Like, I, I'm, I'm happy with that. It, it works. I think that's what we should make the...
1: <laughs> I think that that's what the podcast should really be called. The, the panel, it shouldn't be called panel by panel. It should be called the Bread and Cheese Eaters Club. And the picture of it will be the Breakfast Club with all of our faces <laughs> photoshopped over top. Wow. This is what you're getting here. The quality content. Five dollars, baby. But yeah, so that's a five dollar tier. So really, anything at this point, uh, and anything at this point, it, it it helps us so much, and it and it means so much. We're we're excited to, we're excited how much we've grown this in the past year. We're not even at our our year anniversary mark yet, and things are changing. Things are
0: happening. Mm, we have we have like we've come a long way dialed into another really to, gear we've hit another gear we
1: really want to we really want to take this to, to newer heights and that's what this Patreon's all about yeah absolutely. it's not about just taking your money that is part of it but <laughs> the second part of it is using that money
0: to reach for the
1: stars
0: yeah steve's got it steve's got it so let's let's get into our first comic book today and like you said already it is the Eye of the World graphic novel, we're doing it issue by issue, and we're doing issue one right now, Um, first impressions, man, like, it's a good, it's a a good introduction into the Eye of the World sort of uh, world, hey, Eye of the World sort of world, Uh, it's a good introduction, but if you, I think if I was going in blind at this point as well as I did with First you don't time, know what the hell's going on. You probably won't have any sort of clue. And I, there's some things that I think here are huge <clears> problems <throat> with how they tell the story. And that's specifically how the timeline works. Because what we see here, how the book is structured. Slow down. Hold on. So slow down. So I I
1: had read this book. So I already had these. I already have the first six or so of this of the Wheel of Time Eye of the World mm-hmm. Dynamite comics. And I had read I had read, I think, all of them and had no idea what was going on in the Wheel of Time. <laughs> so that is, I suppose, a testament to uh, to maybe the storytelling here. Maybe I didn't get through all of them, but I do remember reading this first one and not having any of the context that I have now and being like, what, what is the going on here? fuck am I reading? Who are these people?
0: It feels almost better as a companion piece to the book. Um, but that being said yes,
1: But a good it's a good companion piece.
0: It's a good companion piece. But that being said, going into Eye of the World for the very first time, you and I were both very, very confused at what was going on. That prologue, if I remember correctly, you and I had to like read it like three or four times each before we had like a clue what was going on. You know? Yeah. It was really, really yeah. tough. So I think in a sense, the whole Wheel of Time the whole wheel of time franchise is kind of tough to get into at the beginning. But once you understand what you kind of lay down the groundwork after those first couple chapters, you really start to get going. Yeah, it gets
1: going. I mean like any fantasy series or, or anything like that or sci-fi series. I mean, sure. It can be very daunting at the beginning when you have all of these crazy names. I notice, especially in this one in reading this, like the beginning is so, you know, we joke about the names, but really there, I think in this, in this first comic, there's, there is Bran, Lan, Bran, Lan, Rand, Ban, <laughs> and Tam, are all names of <laughs> characters. It's, it's crazy. Just, it's crazy, man. <laughs> it's a lot. It's just like, man. <laughs> do you guys know about syllables? I don't know. Do you know about the rest of the vowels? I, but it's fine. I mean, those are a lot. Of, they're all from. Are all the char- all the characters from this in the in the book? Yeah, yeah, pretty. Because there the, are some names that I didn't catch. It's
0: been a long time since I read that first chapter. There, there's a few things that I don't catch, but uh, there's a, there's one guy that's Ban or something like that. Or
1: yeah, Ban. I didn't know who he was.
0: I think it's but that was a person. Ban Margera, uh, really not. Oh man, <laughs> really not doing not, well these. Not doing good these <laughs> days. Not doing good.
1: Um, <clears throat> so anyone who wants to who is sort of uh, reading these along with us or going through them at the same time, or maybe maybe is hearing this and saying, hey, I want to read them. Good luck finding the physical copies. I mean, I don't know. You could probably just go to eBay. I don't know what they're going for on eBay. But we are reading the digital copies. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can pick them up on Comixology or, I don't know. That's probably the only place. But, so... I guess this is the only time we'll say it. We'll say it right at the top. These are the, the digital, the digital versions. I want to go through exactly like all the digital versions. I want to go through the covers on the di- digital versions. Everything. Yeah. So it's all digital, baby.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bobby digital. Well, the cool thing about this digital uh, first issue is that it gives you all. It gives you the variant. Of, they give you all the all the variants. All yeah. the variants, and you always get the variants. And then at the back of the book, you get like this cool little sketchbook of. How they were planning to get draw concept art. Uh, everybody in the series, and the fir- the thing that struck me the most about all the concept art before we get into how the story is structured is uh, specifically the Trollocs. Loyal.
1: Oh, the Trollocs! The Trollocs are pretty good too. Yeah. Well, the they look tro- like uh, teenage mutant ninja turtle uh, soldiers. Yeah, or like Shredder. <laughs> yeah, He's they just like <laughs> they look like foot
0: soldiers. It's like, a, it's like a wolf
1: man that's wearing like uh you know like a like samurai armor.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's, He's not, it's
1: not a foot soldier, but like a general.
0: I thought you know? they look a little too attractive. You know, they look a little too well. Maybe that's well, just me. that's on
1: brand for Robert Jordan. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing, like for me, when I think of a trollic, I think like you take pretty much the body. The body seems right to me, but you replace the head with like a straight up, you know, bull head. Like the head doesn't change. You know, you put a goat on there, or like an eagle.
1: Yeah, there were some goats and stuff. I th- I was okay with the Trollocs. Okay, all right. You know, I will say, though, that Loyal looked like he was wearing a guy. He... Loyal looked like he was a guy. What I really want to focus on here is the Yoda ears, because it does look like he's wearing one of those little Yoda ear caps. Maybe big, big old Spock ears. Mm-hmm. They're furry, you know what? though. Oh, what, what is happening? Maybe you should put in a little uh, little news minute noise right here going like, because guess what? It's a Spock Minute. That's right. <laughs> this is our new segment. It's Spock Minute. <laughs> Anytime there's something Spock related comes up, the Spock Minute alarm goes and the Spock Minute starts. Well, on today's Spock Minute, for anyone who doesn't know, in Alberta, there's a little town called Vulcan, Alberta, Canada. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's a town. It's a little town called Vulcan. There's a bronze bust of Leonard Nimoy. Right in the middle of the town Just on the street His handprints are there That's about it Because everything else I think has been moved To a different town But Oh uh, Wait Shut the fuck up Will Because that's the end of the <laughs> boop, boop 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 Spock minute One minute at a time Chronicling The galaxy
0: And that's just part of the five dollars You're happens be... when I... <laughs> That's what happens <laughs>
1: This is where the five dollars gets. It. This is the five dollars really. Is what the five dollars is getting, <laughs> yeah, is glasses of whiskey into my belly, which make me say things like that. <laughs> so bottoms up. Yeah, let's get this Patreon going. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of wiggy. There we go. Um, yeah,
0: loyals. I, I like loyals design. Everybody's pretty much on par. The only other thing that I think is a little bit weird looking is the mirror drawl. Mirror draw look like they look like the drawing for Luz there and Telemon just without eyes. And my opinion, and my yeah, it was weird. impression of Mirror Draw is essentially, you know, Voldemort just without eyes. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah.
1: Big bald head. Well, these are concept art. We gotta wait. Honestly, we should. We, this basically is all spoilers. We really should wait until we see them because it's concept art. Yeah. So let's get into. Let's get back to the main cover. Of, the, of this book, it's Luz Theron Telmon, and he's crying. He's crying. We got some
0: bodies behind him. This one's actually a pretty, pretty well-drawn image here.
1: We also have a black and white variant, which is the next image. And uh, it's black and white variants are usually like a 1 in 25 print or something like that. Right. Uh, but cool that it is included there. And then our next variant is Rand.
0: Ran with his bow hanging out in the wind.
1: It almost looks like it almost reminds me of the art from the series Fables. Oh one, yeah. One bummer is that these on this um on the digital version here there's no indication of who the artist was on these covers. I think aside from that the creative team, oh, the next page I think helps me, but the creative team here is Robert Jordan, Chuck Dixon, and Chase Conley. Chuck Dixon on script, Chase Connolly on art. Colors by Nicholas Chappas, Letters by Bill Tortellini.
0: That's amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we found our, our breakout star. Okay, and covers are by Chase Connolly, did cover A and uh and Seamus. Just Seamus. Just Seamus did cover B.
0: He's uh he's a rapper.
1: Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> actually though, it is just listed as Seamus.
0: Just Seamus.
1: <laughs> That's the RAND one. Yeah. Chase Conley did the main cover, also the black and white variant, and he's also the main artist of this series. Yeah. Okay, so letters and interior design by Bill Tortellini. So interior design. What exactly does that mean? Did he actually like sort of like layout sort of like set decorate? What he did the interiors.
0: What he did is get the get the entire uh writing room in the moot. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, he swapped out their chairs for those those balls. Everything was wicker.
0: He put it yeah, and then
1: he put Super Smash Brothers in the in the break room. Yeah. And uh, you know, he let everyone have a beer. You know, it was cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was relaxed. He's like, This is now now we can work. This is a place where we can all just get together and start working on a project here. Um yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what he did. Interior design. Uh, I guess maybe the, there is a point near the end of the end of the issue where maybe it's all the loose there and stuff like inside the castle or inside his palace. You know what I mean? But like, mm. if you look at it, it's all just purple, you know, just like purple walls. I think, <laughs> yeah,
1: well, let's, we'll keep, I, I want to keep an eye out, um, on, on bill tort on bill torts. On Mr. Tortellini, Mr. Bill Tortellini, Mr. Tortellini, Mr. Bill Tortellini. Hey, we got to keep an eye on letters and interior design. <clears throat> yeah. Now, Chuck Dixon, some people may know he did. He's done a lot of Batman. He did. The, um. He did the a lot of the Bane stuff. He did the. I'm looking. Up, I'm looking up his books right now. He did Bane Conquest. He did Bane. Uh he did Batman Vengeance of Bane. Mm. He did Batgirl Year One, Robin Year One.
0: I think I read Bat uh, Bane Vengeance Punisher of Bane
1: Punisher Kingdom Kingdom come. He's so he's he's done a lot fun, of work. Too. I think. Oh, he he's done a lot. He's done a lot of work in DC.
0: Yeah, he's just one of those regular that's
1: why, that's, which makes sense why he's a name I don't really know off the top of my head. Sorry D C. Sorry Will. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did a nightmare on Elm Street. I think Ooh. we will that's all I think we'll 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 check back in with Chuck. Maybe we could dive into some checking th- in with Chuck. <laughs> we can dive into <laughs> another, some of those series later on uh, next time. But I yeah, I think we'll sl- slowly uh, explore the careers of this whole creative team yeah. and reveal
0: specifically Bill okay. Tortellini I need to know what Tortellini is up to
1: tortellini is our boy really what you're paying so really what you're paying for on the patreon is updates on bill tortellini <laughs> <laughs> if we could get a recipe if somebody could come up with a specific tortellini recipe called bill's tortellini or really you can take your own creative liberties change it up if you'd like there's, But uh,
0: that would be that'd be great there's gonna be like at some point you know, word will get back to Bill Tortellini that there's these two guys up in Canada. They're doing a podcast about him, they don't even and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> Why? Because his name is Bill Tortellini. <laughs> well, I wonder what Bill Tortellini's career looks like. I guess take a look. We gotta we gotta figure it out.
1: <laughs> I typed in Bill Tortellini Comics and the first thing that came up on Google is uh, an Italian restaurant in the city.
0: <laughs> is it Bill's tortellini?
1: <laughs> it's Mercato.
0: Mercato. All right. um I know where I'm getting dinner I tonight.
1: Things wrong? I don't know. I'm just getting a lot of Calvin and Hobbes, which is a different Bill. Now I'm getting mushroom and cheese tortellini recipes. It well, seems problematic to have the last name tortellini.
0: Not very good for SEO. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> terrible for SEO
1: unless you are looking for tortellini recipes
0: you got to shorten that name up to bill Tortos. how about bill bill tort bill torts billy's torts billy's torts unless he knows how to brand himself a little bit better you know actually we can take him on as like a as a uh, digital marketing client and we can rebrand him as the as the the tortellini in comics the only tortellini Billy torts (laughs) billy torts
1: Hey, Mr. Tortellini, Mr. Bill Tortellini.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get into the book now. We've we've spent enough time diving let's into Let's get
1: into it. I mean, it's 25 minutes in.
0: Yeah. Uh Let's go. So the very first thing that I notice and is different about this book compared to the original novel is that this starts off with a small story with a Gwaine hauling water. Seeing if the boys, specifically uh, Rand, Matt, Perrin, ban, and I think there's another one named elwyn l El- else Elwin
1: El- like, who the fuck is that? I don't know. Some, is he in the book?
0: some boy uh I think uh yes, he is, because when we see him in the book, this is this first issue actually accompanies like I think like four or five different chapters because that first there's there's the prologue, which is yeah, moves pretty quick. There's the prologue, that's its own chapter. There is them on the road going to Emmonsfield, that's its own chapter. Then that's them coming into Emmonsfield, that's its own chapter. Then there's another chapter with I think it's a whole chapter of them hauling barrels down into the basement. And that's like five pages at least. Because, <laughs> yep, yeah, because Robert Jordan has and There's to, a
1: chapter of them putting that pole, putting that pole in the ground. Yeah,
0: it takes forever to get to the point where when the <laughs> to get to the point at the end of this book when uh everything's so streamlined when you're just able to see it. And with the amount of time that Robert Jordan spends just talking about clothing and uh hi- like just general history and what you know certain articles of mm-hmm. clothing means for different people, this book just shows it to you and just moves on. And tell you the truth, it just looks like regular fantasy medieval garb. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah I will say the the depiction <laughs> the depictions in this <clears throat> The depictions in this book so far are unfortunately very generic mm-hmm. in terms of fantasy.
0: But at the same time, I have to give it I have to take a knock to Eye of the World because when you dive into Emmett's Field, those first couple of chapters, you it feels very familiar and that is the that is on design. Robert Jordan is famously uh, has gone on record famously for ripping off lord of the rings at least for the first little bit of his book because he wanted the readers to be grounded in something that's recognizable so like coming into emmett's field and seeing kind of like the peacefulness quote-unquote peacefulness of everything uh you got beltine going on well, yeah you got winter night the first Green book Man. really feels like
1: very there's a lot of similarities to lord of the rings and tolkien stuff and then the second book there's just a lot of boners <laughs> There's a level of there's a level of sexuality that isn't necessarily <laughs> present in Lord of the Rings. Let me
0: tell you guys, like we, we'll, we'll get into it in this in the second season, but it takes us off guard for sure. <laughs> uh, this first beginning story is um, Egwene. She's taking water to the boys, and she's noticing that a raven. She's nine years old. Yeah, nine years old. So
1: so this is like a, yeah, like you said, this is like an extra little. This is not in the book. Exposition, origin, flashback is not in the book. And so that caught me off guard. I thought it, I thought e. was gonna be nine years old for this entire story, and mm. it was problematic for me.
0: Yeah. Um, so everybody's younger here. Like, I think isn't Rand like an I think they're all nine. Like they're all nine or ten. Yeah, nine or ten. They're very, very, very young. And then it follows these kids as they get told a story that kind of sets out the the groundwork for the world and it's told by tam and he's talking about the breaking of the world lose there in talamon the dark one and how that whole battle <clears throat> came to came to the be this is a whole thing
1: too when i was and this is a whole thing too and i was saying recently that like the breaking of the world makes it sound like it was our world mm-hmm. and then it fell because they had a world with like giant towers and technology, tech, they say like they had technologies fueled by the one power. So I guess that's different than electricity. But maybe they just thought that electricity was a one power. Exactly. That's how they explain it through legend.
0: Yeah, 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 it could it it could be that in the, in the world of Wheel of Time, they're just all electro and they've just learned how to. <laughs> yeah, it could be <laughs> just funnel that a little bit better. You know, um, yeah, like. You're right. It is it does have that feeling to it, but I think in the I uh, in the wheel of time sort of mythos, I think it's just something different. You know, have you ever watched Aquaman? Anybody out there watch it? You know what? I have not. Anybody out there watch Aquaman I not with me? I've seen it. <laughs> I th- some people see it. I I am one of the very few that like swear by that, that movie. I love it. Um it's so ridiculous. I love
1: Aquaman. I just haven't seen that movie.
0: It's underrated. Now, some people hate it and you know what? I can't Challenge them on that. Your, your taste is your taste. But that movie he is so ridiculous. Hook?
1: Do they give him a hook for a hand?
0: No, not in that one. I think that might be a sequel thing they're going to be doing.
1: Well, the 90s Aquaman had uh, had the long blonde hair and the big blonde beard. And he had the hook. He got his hand cut off or something. And he had the hook. Yeah, I know that one. hook hand. I think he could shoot out sometimes. He was fucking badass.
0: Yeah, I think they might be doing that later on. Because obviously Jason Momoa is taking his look from that 90s Aquaman. Or that particular Aquaman look. Well, I
1: think also just from his day-to-day life.
0: Also from that movie, The Bad Batch, I think it was called. Where Miami he was Man! played Miami Man. Love me, Jason Momoa. So, Tam tells this story, and then the boys fuck off t- again to go do their regular chores. And that's basically where this first part of the book ends. And you, if you're a first-time reader, you probably have no idea the importance of Anybody that you're seeing here, you know that Egwene and Rand are supposed to be married at some point, but they're way too young, and Egwene doesn't really know Rand at all. So you're like, okay, this is that.
1: It's really weird kind of world. It's hard to make
0: sense of. And and the Ravens play. This is your first introduction.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you the Ravens, I think, are getting a little bit too much attention in this book.
0: Yeah, and the in the original novel, the Ravens were more. It was more like an ominous threat more than like, this is a literal, these are the literal bad guys.
1: Way more subtle.
0: Yeah. This is like straight up in your face. This is, these are agents of the dark one. Very much in the same way as like the Raven spies and Lord of the Rings. Uh, Oh, there's,
1: there's no denying it after, after this first issue. If, if you're going into a blind, there's no denying because the, at one point it shows their perspective and it's just like red evil vision.
0: Yeah. Very reminiscent to this next part, which is um, the prologue that we get in Eye of the World—the lose, the fall of Luce there and Telemann, and his interaction with the 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 betrayer of hope. Yeah, so this is what we know as the beginning of the book. This is what we are waiting for. Exactly, but at the same time, when you switch from Egwene's perspective and then you go over to this uh, prologue with Luce there and Telemann. There is no time job. There's no there's nothing here to stay to say that it this is taking place at a different time. As far as you know, this is happening incongruent uh, congruently with uh Egwene, Rand, Matt's story. You know what I mean? When the, in actuality, this is thousands yeah. and thousands of years ago.
1: Yeah, there's no specification there, is there?
0: No, and like you could, you if you're really paying attention, you read the book a couple of times, you could take it from Tam's story and hopefully draw the comparison from there's this drawing, this very well-drawn drawing of Luz there and Telamon fighting off Trollocs and it's very red and going on. You can maybe draw that connection and seeing the difference. But I think if you're just a casual reader, it's going to take you a couple times to draw that connection. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... It's very jarring to go right to the fall of Luz there in Telemon, but that being said, this whole Luz there in Telemon bit with the Betrayer of Hope, very faithful to the book. I think it I kind of think I think it captured the tone. It is. You know what I mean, I mean?
1: I agree. And it starts with this awesome splash page of uh Tam Tam's telling it, right? Tam up front with With all of these heroes behind him. Wait, this is wait, yeah. this is before. What am I? Yeah, looking? you're a, you're on a wrong page. Thing, right? You're on a wrong page. No, well, I want to talk about that though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because he is talking about Luce There in Telemon mm-hmm. and he is talking about um fighting the, the Trollocs and Dark Friends and everything. And the splash page there has the Trollocs on that page are amazing. There's like a goat man and like a gorilla man. I'm about those Trollocs. There's like a gorilla man getting stabbed by a dude with like a turban on.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a hawk in there as well. I don't see the hawk. On the right side. I see
1: the hawk. There he is. And like a lion man. <laughs> Great stuff.
0: Yeah. And these are much more of the, uh, the Trollocs that I had in mind. You know what I mean? Other than those, mm-hmm. uh, those drawings mm-hmm. going too. on. Um, those the other ones were like samurai Trollocs. I'm... Yeah, those ones are like samurai Trollocs. You know, from Westworld season now, two.
1: Here's <laughs> the thing with so we get into the whole uh the loose there loose loose Ther and telamon prologue sequence. Mm-hmm. Which we all know, if you're listening to this, you know how that goes. Now, I didn't have this issue reading it in in book form, but in comic form. He's screaming Iliana, a whole lot. Iliana. There's another character in com- in comics who screams Iliana a whole lot.
0: Iliana. Who?
1: And that man's name is Pyotr Rasputin. Oh. Also known as Colossus. Oh. I could not not read Luz and telemon in a Russian voice, in a Russian accent. Oh. Iliana. Oh. Iliana.
0: You know that's a good. Anyone who's
1: familiar with the uh, the '90s X-Men TV show also got the Iliana treatment mm. from Colossus.
0: That is a uh, you know I wouldn't mind if Luz there and Telemon was Russian or like had that accent. He yeah. is
1: for me. That's what I'm saying. I don't have a choice. I mean, look at the way they draw. <laughs> look,
0: look at the way they draw him. Like they've got that fur. They got. He's got that fur coat thing going around his neck. You know. Big guy, muscular guy. He's got a yeah. he's got a he's got a Slovakian
1: sort of look to him. I don't like his look. I don't like his outfit. I don't think he he I don't think he looks like the dragon. I don't like it. He's got a bit of a douche look,
0: you know. I wouldn't say that. I just don't like his. I just
1: don't like his general. I don't like any. I don't like any of it.
0: You don't it. like the. You don't like the design. Hmm. I guess so. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yep. What would you change then to make him look like the dragon? Cause let me tell you, the the guy that they got for I would the make his, Billy Zane. A, I would make him... The guy that they got for the Billy Zane adaptation, that guy did not look like the dragon to me. That guy looked like an old guy.
1: <laughs> what is the Billy Zane adaptation?
0: The the winner's heart or whatever. The the oh, yeah. adaptation that they tried to make to hold on to the rights, but it failed. <laughs> we talked about it two weeks ago. Wow. Uh,
1: well, what's well, happened in two weeks? <laughs> I would change... I think his entire look is not... There's nothing iconic about his look. Nothing. Right. It's like a red stripe going down his chest right to
0: his crotch. And a blue belt. You got some like, big... Fuck off. You got some big... This is the dragon. You got some big uh, circles on them. Some yin-yang circles. I guess I... I like the yin-yangs. I think That's the only thing I do like. I think that's supposed to represent uh in and side R. Yep. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. I like that. The rest of it
1: i could do without even though it probably maybe it is accurate i'm just i don't like i don't like it
0: what do you what do you think about this betrayer of hope guy do you think he could be looks like snape looks like professor snape <laughs> yeah he kind of does why not he could be just uh so you, you know when we first recorded this i think you and i both thought that this betrayer of hope guy was balzaman it's not yeah, do we know who he is he's a forsaken he's that
1: He's a forsaken. Yeah,
0: I think it's okay. mentioned later on in Eye of the World that, or maybe at some other point. Uh, but this guy is not Balzmon. He's just a forsaken that is sent to deal with this guy, which I guess kind of shows how powerful the forsaken can be. You know, I guess so.
1: It's confusing, just jotting him in there, but yeah, yeah. Now there's a panel on page t- twenty three of the digital. Yeah. We're loose there in Telamon, can't believe his eyes, and he's all stressed out and crying. And it just looks like shit.
0: <laughs> it looks bad. I'm sorry. Like bad as in the, the, the drawing? Yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of... Yeah, the art, the face. The... I can I forgive a lot... I mean, what's going on with his forehead here? He's got like an X? Sure, you can forgive things. Doesn't mean they're not bad. He's got like an X in his forehead. Is that supposed to be a vein? Yeah, he's
1: stressed. It's it's bad. The, the it's bad. Which is fine. It was, which is fine, you know. Like it doesn't make or break anything. Most of the art in this uh in this book is great. That panel
0: did not enjoy. It's a big old splash page too. So you get to like look at everything. So, I'm taking a screenshot of this guy's face and I'm sending it to you every time you say something mean.
1: Like if you just zoom in right on his face, like it's it's rough. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks if that's what our cover if that's what our season cover photos came back looking i'm like you wouldn't be happy <laughs> you wouldn't be happy
0: that's our promo tweet right there
1: <laughs> yeah have you zoomed like all the way in on it like this yeah <laughs>
0: it's like new season ah!
1: <laughs> oh yeah that's gonna get a lot of tweeting my new background
0: you know the the art yeah the the art in general like it is very beautiful but it is kind of
1: like i know saying i think the art in general is pretty good it i quite i and i'm very picky with a lot of my comic art but i think for the most part part of it it is very beautiful very crisp but go ahead
0: part of it doesn't shit on it the fantasy tone for me. You know what I mean? Some of it seems a little anime.
1: See, I just... I, no, you can get out of here. I disagree. I think it's too much... fan I think it looks like almost every fantasy book.
0: Really? I... I think it
1: looks like almost every fantasy graphic novel. But that's okay. But it really does. It doesn't stand out too much from a lot of the other stuff out there. Oh, I... And in in a quick comparison to even say the... Game of Thrones graphic novels. Which are pretty fucking insane in their own right. Because you got Tyrion doing like fucking backflips and shit. But the art in those is stronger than the art in these. Yeah. I think that is what the art in this series so far what I'm seeing is lacking is strength. Because it really... It's very... It's good, you know. It's fine. But there's
0: not a lot really making it stand out. There's not like a distinct personality to it, you know. And I can see us That's getting. What I mean, yeah, there, I can see us getting into trouble at some point of figuring out, like, especially if you don't know off the top of your head, like which one's parent, which one's Matt, which one's Brand, like. I guess other than like red hair. Is Perrin even in this? I don't think, uh, Perrin's like a kid in uh, that first hat, that first chunk of the book. And you saw him in the background. He has longer hair. Matt has shorter hair, but kind of looks like Rand. And Rand looks like Matt, but with red hair.
1: Yes. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, they all do look very similar.
0: Yeah. And I think that's going to be a problem for this other than the fact that you look at some of the clothes. Now I went ahead and looked at some of the future cover art. And uh Nynaeve and Egwene spoilers look the exact same just with different color clothes. Like that basically is it.
1: Yeah, so I mean it's a good thing that we're mixing that uh we're mixing up the diversity in uh in those in the casting when it comes to the the show. Amazon series coming up because otherwise they would just be I mean we don't need Star Wars syndrome again where every woman is a is brunette.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And just have and just replaceable, just replaceable people. You know, you need a little bit more of uh, a visual cue of what's going on here. I but they probably, you know, what this book probably would have um, uh, benefited from a little healthy dose of diversity. You know what I mean? Oh, of course.
1: I mean, that's exactly what the show is going to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, the 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 book especially could have could have done with it.
0: So continuing on, like. Lose there and obviously he loses his mind he sees Iliana dead and he teleports himself to outside of Dragon Mount where he then basically kills himself by mi- exploding making a mountain big old mountain yep. and uh loose there
1: Telamon is climbing a mountain why is he climbing a mountain why is he becoming a mountain loose <laughs> <laughs> there and Loose there and Telamon is becoming a mountain. Why is he becoming a mountain? (laughs) To envelop the mountain.
0: To make love to that mountain. (laughs) And then here's another problem that I have here is that, you know, it does a little bit with uh, the uh, betrayer of hope going like, oh, you're not going to escape this dragon. Uh, This will not be done until the end of time. And then it switches over to like a wind blew through you know the deserts and the forests and everything. all the land all through the lands and um it doesn't give you any sort of thing to glom onto in terms of time frame you know what i mean so then you then you catch up with matt or rand on the road to edmund's field with a bunch of barrels and you're just kind of have to like know that it's not taking place at the same time even though in this book it's just it's if you don't know what's going on, you'd think that this happened been congruent to Ran's storyline, Gwaine's storyline. You know what I mean? Yes. It's very,
1: very true. There's not much signifying there. We don't know. Like, even this wind through the land, it's like, you don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And guess what? I've read the first book and a half, and I still don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but after the prologue wraps up, we get into you. We get into, you know, the standard wheel time. Wheel of the standard wheel of the time <laughs> beginning. Which is Rand and Tam. Father son in it up. Yep. And they then a spooky guy shows up on a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rand goes, Oh shit, did I see a spooky guy? Probably didn't. This is pretty much like
0: ripped from the pay- rip from the book. Like them just walking, yeah. hanging around. Like
1: you said, I mean we have a full chapter in the book of them like moving barrels down the stairs. And here it's a couple panels.
0: Yeah. They just, yeah, they get moving, but that's because Robert Jordan spends, which is welcomed, spends like three chat, three pages explaining like what kind of wood the barrels are made of. <laughs> well, and from a comic, uh, from a comic writing perspective,
1: they were probably told how many issues they had to tell this, to adapt this book in. And I think, what is it, like 36? Yeah,
0: 35 or 36.
1: Which honestly... That's quite a bit. It's kind of generous. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty generous. I think the first Game of Thrones, to compare to that again, I think that one is around 25? Mm. could be wrong about that. I think Clash of Kings might only be twelve.
0: Wow, just but, shortened it right up.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know. So we'll see we'll see how it how it translates. I'm excited. I'm excited to see Tom. Oh man. Did you see Tom in the concept art? Because I don't
0: think no, I No, did. I didn't see him either. I don't think he's there. I think they're keeping it uh keep it under wraps. You know what I mean?
1: We get some more we get some more Raven business. Uh with now the Ravens spying on on the boys, but is it, it's Matt and Rand, but is it Perrin or is it that other guy?
0: No, this guy is, uh, uh, uh e- e- Ewin, A-win. Ewin, Ewen. Ewen. Yeah.
1: And we, this is where we get the spooky Raven vision in, in red to signify he's evil. And they start throwing rocks at them. Matt starts throwing rocks at them to signify that maybe he's evil or more so to signify that he's also a butthole in this adaptation. <laughs> I mean, I think that happened in the book as You don't throw rocks at a bird, let alone a raven. I don't care. <laughs> you don't throw rocks at a, b- I agree. at a raven. I agree. They're too smart. You, know, They're a bird. But this raven dodges. Yeah. That panel's great too. We should just make a meme out of that That raven. Go on. Ba-cha! Dodge. It. <laughs> These three panels <laughs> of raven, dodge, Ah. yeah
0: absolutely i'm with you
1: that's that's meme central
0: yeah well you can just you can just place (laughs) i don't know (laughs) just make the rocks be like some put words near the rocks and then you just us dodge you know people people (laughs) not paying for the patreon exactly dodge
1: dodge (laughs) once our reviews dodge Dodge, deleted (laughs) um Yeah, so this whole raven business wraps up pretty quick. They're like that's weird the raven's dodging. The raven goes "Ka-ka!" flies away. And Moraine just pops out of nowhere and I love Moraine's look in this book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There is one panel though. There's a couple panels here that are that are kind of funny if you look, like get close to their faces. Here's one of Matt. Especially yeah. Well, the faces, yeah, so you're right. Like here's one of Matt. <laughs> Yeah, I got that. Yeah, one. that's that's a good one right there. That's a classic. And then the faces
1: aren't terrible, but he's got work on. He's got room for improvement on his face. This, uh, this more, and then that Moraine one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks like the Joker.
0: <laughs> yeah, that one's tough too. Yeah, I mean, but then he nails it like that. That big splash of Moraine, your your first introduction of her, like that's a good. That's well done. Like her face is well done. There, you know what I mean. Yeah, very good.
1: And then, the, so this Ewin guy butts his way in. Ewin Finnegar, which maybe he's in the book. I do not remember. He is,
0: he is, because uh, we don't meet Perrin until a little bit later, I don't think. Because then there, because like, there's even more stuff that this book, that the that the comic is missing. Because that whole riding into town, I think there's like three or four more characters that they run into, aside from Senbui, aside mm, from yeah, uh, um, Ewin. Uh, e- Brand. Uh, yeah. Brand. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a few. I think there's a bit when they're inside the the inn and Mistress Alvear is like yelling and shit. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's a lot. I, I got to go back and read uh, some of these beginning chapters for sure because I had no idea what was going on. And I'm still, there's so many of these and names Ran, Lan, Tam. There's so many E names E. Elaine. E-Win.
0: do you? It's just do you want to know what my it's too much. problem with the with the names are. Maybe it's just this is real. This is real nitpick. It doesn't really matter. Making names in fantasy is hard, anyways. But the, I wish that there was something to distinguish the different types of names in terms of like, you know, like this is an IEL name. You know what I mean? Or this is a. Yeah. This is an yeah. Andor name or an Emmons Field name. You know how it you know how it is in like Lord of the Rings where the the names kind of fit the geography a little bit?
1: Yeah, we don't have any indication of that yet. I wouldn't be surprised if we get there. I mean, there's fourteen books at uh, the detail that, that's gotta amass at a certain point has has to be ridiculous. Has to be Ridiculous, ridiculous, so ridiculous amount. Of- I'm not going to doubt it, but yeah.
0: So continuing on, yeah, uh, it, this happens. There's this like little bit that we saw with uh Moraine giving them the coins, uh, as like a little bit as like a token, like oh, just know that I am talking like w- we are in debt to it. We're connected now or something like that. Uh, and I might call for you for a deed uh, at some point in the future. But I want to draw a t- I draw. A- want to draw your attention to her height. In comparison to Rand, on I noticed she I noticed she yeah. is a short gal, and then well I, th- I think that I think that checks out. But when you look at with her and Ewen, she's taller than Ewen, and then you go Well, Ewen's a little boy. <laughs> Ewen's little boy, but he doesn't seem well.
1: We don't know shit about Ewen. We don't know his age, really. Honestly, he seems really young from the way he butts in, and
0: but it's hard to talk so much about himself. It's hard to tell. Rand just seems like so much taller, like a giant man, giant boy well, man. Because
1: he is, because he's an Iel. I think, I think we have the artist going out of his way here to show us that re, that even in the art, in the physicality, Rand does stand out amongst some of the rest because he, he's an man. He is. An Spoilers. He's a fremen, fremen boy. Oh boy. <laughs> So yeah, so I mean, it, basically, this book wraps up with her giving the coins out. Ewan gets a coin. Does he get a
0: coin? Yeah, he gets a coin, but I think in, it's a di- I book? think it's a different coin than what Matt and Perrin get. Matt and, or Matt and uh, Rand get. Matt and Rand get like this very oh, yeah, special sort of like token.
1: He just gets
0: yeah, because he says he gets a silver penny. Yeah.
1: And they both get the, the token, the special token. Yeah, I
0: think that's how it plays out in the book. But they don't really draw attention to this here. And we also see, before the book wraps up, is uh, our introduction to Lant. Who's this yeah,
1: burly, very burly. not much of an intro- introduction either. He's just sort of standing there. And he's like, let's go, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Enough with this. We don't really get a good look at him. That's about it. I,
0: I think in the next issue, though, we're going to see him slicing dice. Slicing dice, baby.
1: Okay, so, as we said before, at the end of this book, in the digital, there is a, a sketchbook, a bonus sketchbook, by Chase Conley, the artist. Now, if you look at the first, the cover of that sketchbook, there's a lot of confusing images. Because there's clearly a trollic, and then maybe, I, I don't really know who any of the other characters drawn Some of them are, are just... a lot of what appear to be dog women.
0: Just, just sexy dog women.
1: <laughs> now, it's this... Just are those supposed to be female O or are they?
0: I mean, if that's female or O gear, then like that's crazy
1: or trollics. Are they just lady trollics? Is that a thing? Hot lady trollics?
0: Maybe, maybe this is what Selene supposed to look like. Spoilers.
1: We've been through most of these, uh, but the- these concept arts and sketches of characters, and I really don't think we should spend a lot of time on them because most of them are going to be in the series. And we'll come up and we can discuss how they look there. Anyways. This guy,
0: this one guy in the top center is like extremely handsome. You know, that doesn't guy. that guy doesn't seem like a bad guy to me. That guy seems like Mufasa in the Disney remake. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that, <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. What's with
1: the whiskers? A lot of these people have whiskers. I don't know.
0: Yeah, what's going on? In the mirror draw with eyebrows? No eyes, but eyebrows? Okay. It's a choice. Very odd. Very odd. <laughs>
1: that is book one number one of the wheel of time eye of the world dynamite comic adaptation i hope a lot of people are into this i hope a lot of people want to get on board with this and read this because it's gonna be fun yeah
0: we'll go through the entire thing and then once we're done with that we'll see where we're going but uh we're, we're sticking with comic books And you're going to be here with us as we develop this show. I think this one is going to be a little bit more uncensored, not uncensored, but like almost kind of like a more laid back approach to our half hour format where we have to like hit points very, very quickly. This is going to be more like, you know, let's hang out. You know, let's talk about this comic.
1: I guess. I think it was the same, but it really doesn't matter at the end. Please just give us some money because this is eating us out of house and home.
0: Yeah, we really did not plan our finances correctly before starting out this show, and now we are desperate. (laughs) Things aren't good.
1: So if you're listening to this before July 1st, please wait, get hyped up, get ready to become a bread and cheese eating supporter If you're listening to this after July 1st, 2020, head on over to patreon.com slash chapter by chapter podcast. Is that it? Yes, I think that's it. Go there and you will find everything that you need. We are excited to grow this Patreon, to launch it, to grow it. We will be adding more tiers right now. There are just the two. But anything you can give us is appreciated. Thank you so, 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 so much. And we'll be back next week, I probably on Saturday, but hey, we don't know when it's coming out. We'll figure it out. We'll be back next week with issue two of Dynamites, the Eye of the World.